You know what I think was the seminal moment that New York lost and became the South? <laughs> it was when Jay-Z dropped Big Pimpin'. You think so? Yeah. That record was huge. It yeah, was, that, was, it was, that was enormous. It's, it's Jay-Z's fault. Because if it's not Big Pimpin', let me tell you, if it's not Big Pimpin', it's the Juvenile High Remix. Ooh. That is that was the most uncomfortable. That was a bad moment. I felt for Jigga. But see, I blame it all on Lil John. I blame it all on Lil John. There was no denying that Lil John shit. Because it's a uniquely black moment. And I think it was a situation where you couldn't have a party. Unless you was playing some degree of Lil John records. And I think after New York decided, hey, this is fun. Then it became, well, let's just make these kind of records. And next thing you get. Oh, what's the dumb niggas names? When when Bia Bia came Bia, out. Bia. Boom, boom, boom. That was dope. I knew he was going to be. What huge. was the one? Laffy Taffy. Was the the death nail the moment? That's when you knew. Oh my God, that was a horrible, horrible, horrible song. Beyond horrible. And see, you know what? I'm a lot more open to music now in my older age than I was when I was in my 20s. Yeah, but Laffy Taffy still sucks. There's there's no, I don't have no room for no damn Laffy Taffy. Do I? Of all, I have Laffy Taffy. That was. Awful. I have tens of thousands of songs in my life, and I honestly do not think I have Laffy Taffy. <laughs> right. Like, I purposely saw I can't. It going away from that angle. I don't re- even remember where I was when I first heard it, but I know it was on the Detroit radio station. I know that. I don't I don't even know the words. Yeah. I'm Mr. Bubblegum. I'm Mr. Chico Stick. I want to da-da-da. That's it's ingrained. Future tell everything. Mm-hmm. He tell everything. So he basically was saying like, you know, nursery rhymes. He said those melodies they stick with you for a reason. He said, and so like, that's kind of what I do. You don't copy the nursery rhymes, obviously. He said, but I I know how to make melodies that stick with people. And to be he's honest, probably right. He's probably right. Which I'm reluctant to say. Is good. Like I kind of think it is, but I I don't want I'm, to. I'm trying to think about too the basic. first time I heard Future. The first song I ever heard, I think, was Magic. And okay. I knew he had. I know now he had like mixtapes before then. Yeah. 
But he was on that bug like, and they had a video. He was in. He had it. It was with him and Ti, and he was like, "That hood magic." And I was like, "Very interesting." What is that? What did you ain't never heard it? I have no. I've heard it, but I'm wondering. I think spin now and magic. I I heard the first one. I heard was the um at the same damn time. And it was just all energy. I didn't hear nothing in that song except. I didn't hear nothing in the song except I wear Gucci, I wear Louis at, at the, the same, same damn, damn time. I didn't hear nothing else he said. But I, I, I watched kids go crazy to that album. You know, like okay, I'm going but okay. So whatever, this, you know. this is my commitment to Quinn Barrett. Okay. To this the is fact, what to the to the team March Madness first. It's a national anthem. As it's of right a, now, that's a song. Yes, that's on fifty six. Right, but then you you can Spotify that shit. Then listen to Dirty Sprite two. There are songs you can skip on Dirty Sprite two. Okay, but just you know, get through the album. I've gotten about Percocet and strippers two thirds of the way through. Yeah, Percocet and strippers is cool. Stick talk. Serve the bass. I just can't do like a whole album, bro. Like, I can't do a thought whole it was album. A drop. Like, I thought I played because okay, I played it when my homeboy got married. Like, okay. I played it on the way back. We had a little bit of a drive, and we listened to it all the way back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and we actually went from like Lansing and went all the way downtown. Okay. So we got about to like 696, and we threw on that Rich Forever. That Rick Ross, I think that's the best mixtape of all time. Rich Forever of modern time. Of Rick Ross's. No. 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 And see, that's probably where, I mean, it is so, it is very, very well done. I'm not saying it's not. Have you heard Rich Forever? Yes, but hold With on. Triple Beam Dreams? Slow down. New Bugatti? This the best mixtape ever in the modern. I think Stay the mo- modern street albums. Stay scheming has a very. I don't even call them mixtapes. Street albums. Stay scheming has a very special place. What is a better me. street album than Rich Forever? I mean, come on, dog. Like name name one better. Drake is standing right there. So far gone. I mean, that was like yeah, the it greatest was huge. Mixtape. I mean. We, how far are we going back? I'm talking about modern. Yeah, but how far are we going back? I'm not back? even 2000. talking about mixtapes. Let me not even take mixtapes. Because Lil Wayne owns like a five-year span of time. I'm not even talking about mixtapes. Okay. I will say this. I think it's the best street album that was released probably in the teens. Okay. Since 2010? Yes. I probably will go with you there. Yes. Okay. It had New Bugatti with the yeah. French horns from... But I, but you see the how mountain, you, you from went the mountains the flugel horn you jumped the shark on that you said yeah, it's the greatest mixtape of all say. time like right I'm trying what is the greatest mixtape of all time <sighs> Mood Music two three two or three I like three that. had Dear Diary two had these aren't seven still, minutes of death yes it did it's, these still aren't the best mixtapes of all time. I'm we're not really we don't really know shit about mixtapes and the no. reason why because we're used to album release we're used to the modern yeah. term and not we don't really know shit about mixtapes to be honest with you mixtape we don't get we don't get it we're not well I do DJ Clue I was is DJ Infamous to us. I mean back in the day I was on yeah. DJ Infamous he used to do 
blend tapes. Yeah. You, those were mixtapes. We tapes are mixed. That's what we think a mixtape is. Shout out to DJ Infamous. You know, Funk Flex, DJ Clue, that kind of stuff was mixtapes to us. The perf- <laughs> Yeah. That's you why know. I said street albums. Okay. Because yeah. it's not a mixtape. Not tape. a mixtape. But Rich Forever was fantastic. Because Public Domain 2, Max B, Public Domain 2, Million Dollar Baby, these are dope mixtapes. <laughs> Public domain tools. G Unit made some mixtapes. Mm, yes. What yeah. is it? Elephant in the Sand? Elephant in the Sand. It was a couple before that, too. Yeah. The one where they did Paper Chaser by Player Circle. <laughs> I, oh. I I liked, I, I could take Tony Yayo in that environment anytime. Lloyd Banks is very underrated. He's sick. At, Crazy. He's sick. I don't, you know. What about oh, wow. a lot of dipset mixtapes too? A lot of dipset mixtapes. I got just loose, random dipset freestyles. Just random. You know what I'm saying? What was Santana's theme on? That was on an album, I thought. That was on his album. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite songs ever. Flat out. You talking about dipset? Dipset? And yeah. Because, because of when, you know. When I heard it, where I heard it, what Santana I was doing. Santana set, set. Money, grip, grip. I like Santana from uh, Who Am I? Who Am I? <laughs> who Am I? <laughs> I hated all that dipset stuff. Not I all gotta wake it. up to know I was asleep holding the heat. It was all when when, when Jim's compute, no, Cam said, Computers computing. Computers Bo- putin. Boobity booting. I'm like, oh no. He hey, okay, so That's Cam. That's where does Cam rank? Nowhere. Like, it's not rapping. In the, I use him as not in rapping. The, in the in the where is his bust? It doesn't it, in the hall. He doesn't qualify as a rapper. Like he's not. None of them guys are rappers to me. Like it's okay. a group. It's a group of MCs that I consider not MCs. They're just guys that like can talk slick over rhymes. Like they, okay, they just they're not rappers, bro. But Cam can spit. Cam is a rapper. Cam can rap. He's not a rapper. You remember bro. the Rock Just Fire? Yeah. Who won? Beans, Bleak, Beans, or Cam? Beans won that. You crazy as hell. I had to go back and listen to you it. You out of your mind. I'm never going to say, but see, the, okay, maybe because I'm Calm partial. Calm down, ma. Easy, I'm, easy. I'm partial. I can't, I can't, because nobody's going to say bleak, so it's, 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 it's basically a race between. Wait, was it, was it, it was bleak? Was that Blaine's on that? Was that Beans on that? I know it was bleak. Uh, I may, we might be thinking about a different song. dun 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 <laughs> I, what, what was this I seen on the timeline today that they, they they got this Rockefeller reunion thing supposed to be trying to yeah. who, who so who's involved? I don't know. You I'm, about freeway? Uh yeah, yeah. Like That's kidney Ill, kidney yeah. failure or something like that. Dang. Shout out to the freeway. Come on, you know? man. Come on, man. Get better. Please. You know? I need like We start the show. Oh yeah. We don't start the show. We're doing a welcome. show. Here. Welcome. 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 Welcome to pick and roll. Trey Foe. Number 34. Walter Payton. Yes. And the leaves are beginning to change colors. Right. Fall is upon us. School is in. The kids are in school. And 
That's right. Off into another Football year. is upon us, so we'll spend some time talking some football today, hopefully. It's the most wonderful time. It's just something about of the like year. we talk about the league all the time. All the time. But I'll be honest with you. I can I don't find myself captivated. Maybe because it's on a day to day to day to day thing in the league. But I'm captivated by football. Football, football is more. And I just had a discussion on the timeline the other day. It's more of a religious feeling. Okay, football yeah. requires faith. Like it requires like a blind obedience. Basketball is more like you said. It's a more of an involvement. You're more. It's day to day. It's personal. It's more personal. You can play it. Football is it has a religious element to it, and you know, evidenced by just about everything we went through in the off season the last couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. And like I always say, well, oh man, the, the NFL this and the NFL that. Listen, you're not gonna stop watching. You have an allegiance. To this game, what would it take for people to stop watching? It's not gonna, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. You're but, asking, you're asking the same question as that. What is it gonna take for people to stop going to church? Yeah, exactly. It's not going to happen. Exactly. I don't, and I don't think. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. What else do you need to know about the league? You know that they're taking your money and not giving you what you asked for. You know that there are kind, the kinds of people who you dislike in your personal life are making like tens of millions of dollars of your of your money right you know that owners are basically jipping you out of your money and not giving you a say so true and it's all sanctioned and perpetuated and supported by one thing the nfl i don't like i can't see a potential public relations disaster or scandal that would prevent people or even create a hitch in interest. And I'm, I'm talking more specifically for NFL. Yeah. College is the same. Yeah. But it, it goes, but it's, it goes up and down in the NFL. How, what percentage of men in this country get up? If they go to church, they go to church, they come home. Second quarter mm-hmm, maybe. of the one o'clock, and I'm just talking talking about East Coast. Yeah, you know, those that don't go to church, you may work on a project at home. You may go out in the garage and tinker. You may do something with your kids, but eleven o'clock or so, you might have fi- a Sunday countdown on playing in the background. Yeah, and then one o'clock, it's it's a process that's all day, all day. At, you know, I started watching. I watched the one. You know, I was going to the spot, yeah, and watching all the one o'clock games at the same time, which I made. No, I can't do it tomorrow. I got too much going on. But I'm timing this show. I shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, don't worry about it. Man. But at the same, but it's like all of the all of the. You watch all the one o'clock games. You watch the four o'clock games, and while the four o'clock game on is you eating dinner. Yeah. You might be doing, getting ready for work next week. It's part then, of your life. Right. You go to bed and you fall asleep watching the game. Right. You wake up and the game is off. And you might get up, look at your phone and see who won. Sports Center in the morning. It's not a, that's not even talking about fantasy, though. And then the radio on the way to work. 
Yeah. That's on Sports Talk Radio. Dominates. Then, like I said, you're checking your fantasy scores all Monday leading up to Monday Night Football. Right. And, and seeing what you need. And seeing what you need. And then Tuesday through Wednesday is all setting up fantasy rosters. It's all free agency. And then Thursday is more football. Trying to find week two pickups. And then. Oh, Thursday. I got the killer pickup this, this week, Who'd you by pick the way. Up? Dez is oh, back by the up. way, people, Terrence Williams. Before we go too far, Quinn and I are in the same fantasy league, the G's and Hustlers League. It's a <laughs> league that's specifically for 35 and up, reformed G's and Hustlers. <laughs> league has been going strong for about five or six years. Uh, last week, Quinn and I played. First week, Quinn was in. Quinn popped me. But look, that was. A, that was lucky. That was a lucky shot. I would agree. That was a lucky shot. I got. I, I started early, mm-hmm. but I tapered way off, and I got lucky late. Yeah, you so did. I, I don't. I, mean, I take credit for the win. I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Greg Olson <laughs> was gone for me. Yeah. Uh, and I don't have my rosters in front of me. No, you got. But Gr- Greg Gronk Olson. Gronk killed you. Gronk had thirty-two yeah. on that Thursday if Gronk, night. If Gronk hadn't went insane, yeah, I would have had no chance. So wh- the way I look at it is, I try to look at it from a positional standpoint. I want to make sure that my positions outscore or compare to yours, and that's just how I make certain. Like that's why I'm like, okay, I need a huge game from this person. Just in a real weird way, I do that. I don't know. I never really pay too much attention to the. Um, the projected score, because it never gets there. Well, it never it never is a great indicator to me. It depends on which players. But if you outscore me, if your quarterback outscores my quarterback twenty five to twenty, I just know that I'm gonna have to pick up five points somewhere. Your, your, your projected points for your key players, you always want to use those. Now mm. look, I've, I've been able to be somewhat successful, uh, but matchups, just like anything else. It's oh, all yeah. about matchups. So, oh, like, yeah. if I find I find out who my opponent is, mm-hmm. and I find out wh- who his players are playing, mm-hmm. and then that's how I do it. Well, so like, so okay, look, I'm playing your man Bean. Okay, okay, I think this is Bean a roll. Yeah, to him. What's your team? Bear Street Bullies. So, and, and my team is the since I have Odell Beckham. Odell, Odell, no. It he was changed. Odell. No. Odell, no. Odell, no. That was then funny. it. Now it's. Odell Motel Odell. Holiday. <laughs> yes. See, like, okay, I've got, okay, his quarter, he's got Matt Ryan going against the Giants. Not necessarily mm. bad. Right. But I'm going to leave Russell Wilson going against Green Bay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's going to need to score late, likely. So he's going to be throwing. Right. You know, it, little stuff like that. Those little intricate things make a difference. I picked up my man Terrence Williams to back up to Dez. I think that's going to carry me through this league, bro. Uh, could. Because Dez not coming back. Dez not coming back, bro. I agree with that. Dez not coming back. Arian Foster. I did pick up Arian Foster. He didn't play. Le'Veon Bell. I picked him up. He didn't play. Yeah, but he, he, that's a suspension, and you Arian know. Foster's got other issues, but you'll be back. I started Doug Martin. He did okay. Yeah. Uh, You know. I'm str- Like, I'm struggling. So, yep. I just kind of got by. The first week. My other league, I'm struggling because I it's so many it's just so many questions unanswered. 
Yeah. But somebody just dropped Matt Stafford. And if things go my way, I'm in. I'm, I'm For in who? The, Mariota? No, he had like, he he had a couple other quarterbacks already, but this guy dropped Matt Stafford, and I'm like, I wouldn't I see, wouldn't throw him to the wolves. I wouldn't yet. do that either. I I still like I don't know who that dude is. They got some tough it's matchups. Yeah, they got some tough matchups coming up, but it's week two. I mean, that's actually better because they're gonna have to throw the ball more. And Abdullah, I like Abdullah. Mm-hmm. Looks good. Looks real good. I like Abdullah a lot. I think he can add a good wrinkle, but are they going to be able to defend? But it's going to be a long year. It is. Did you Leos. see Peyton? Now they won but Thursday night. He kind of got it going late. But, but Peyton is looking terrible. And somebody took Peyton, Sean, mm-hmm. Big Sean. He took Peyton in the first round. He just felt like the, the sheriff was going to be his back. Guy. No. That's his guy. That's been his guy. The last three years, like no matter where he is, he you know takes how him. you know how that sounds to like to Patriots fans, like this people talking about Peyton Manning like that. Yeah. As a Michigan man and as a you know as a Patriots fan, it's like, ugh. yeah, I don't want to hear that shit. I never take a quarterback early unless you're at the bottom of the order. When you when you're drafting at eight, nine, and ten, it's not crazy. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. If you if you got a home run, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is there eight or nine. You take Aaron Rodgers, absolutely. But you don't take. I mean, this paid Manning. Now paid Manning of what last year, year, mm-hmm. year before? Yes, you take paid Manning. Right. I might. You could even get paid Manning at six or seven. Yeah. Because he's. I mean, he's thirty points a week. So he's been taking his paid Manning every year. You know. Has he so. won? <laughs> Has he won? Oh, uh, you know what? But. I think three years ago was that the year that Peyton broke all the records. Set the records. Yeah. Okay. So how about this? He won the Super Bowl after getting. We had ties. Wow. We had at this time we had ties. We've since kind of ironed it out. Yeah. Like in terms of going to, I don't know if we went to decimals, but the tiebreaker is different. Wow. But he his record his regular season record was five four and three. And he went to the Super Bowl and won on Peyton's back. That's disgusting. And ever since then, he's been taking Peyton every year. Okay. Exactly. Whatever. I, you so. know. And I'm looking at my team this year uh, in our league. Mm-hmm. And my team actually in our league is more like a PPR team. Yeah. PPR. My, my squad is actually like a PPR team. Like you would, like Edelman has more. I had Edelman. A lot more value. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I got like like Cooks and yeah. Jamal Charles and these guys. He's gonna feed, feed, feed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got a PPR team trying to compete in a standard league. I don't know how I'm gonna do, but I think that pickup of Terrence might just do it because I got a feeling that boy is gonna fit in real nice in that offense. You are now listening to the Pick and Roll Podcast with Quentin Barrett and Rod Wallace because Shorty can't eat no books. So let's. We we were talking briefly about the Republican debates. Yeah, if just you if that's quickly, what you want to call it, just real quickly. It's it's like when you go to the Shrine Circus. There's a moment when the clowns come out and they've got all their names and everything and their and they, and their little characters. Mm. And then there's just this moment of just confusion while they try to decide what gag they're going to do. Right. That was basically the Republican debate. You know who I like the most, though? I like the guy from Ohio. He oh, was, uh, he K- seemed, Kasich? Kasich. Yeah. He was like the straightest shooter. He did look like, 
to be honest, he did look like he had just had some scotch. Like he, had, like he had drank some scotch. He was the old life. head out there. He was. He's the old head. And, you know, some of Casey's policies recently are relatively moderate. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's kind of a ref- – I mean, if, if they would allow him to execute some of that stuff. And Ohio is a very disgusting place. But if, <laughs> if you have – if a guy like Casey's with enough political capital – could do some things that could shake up the Republican Party. And I mean, yeah. as a party, not necessarily as conservative politics nationwide, but just, you know, policy coming from the GOP mm-hmm. side of the ticket, Kasich could actually change the same thing. And this is, you know, people don't want to hear the same thing as W tried to do at the end of his term. Is why they almost booted his behind out. Oh, yeah. The immigration bill that he brought to the floor mm-hmm. in like his seventh year, the Republican Party tried to impeach him. Because he basically suggested blanket amnesty for all illegals in the country. And they went to the floor and said, absolutely, like tearing it up on camera. Like, yeah. they were like, this guy. You yeah. know, there were things that W did under the radar that the Republicans looked at him like, who in the hell did we elect? I think, I think that the nominee position will belong to a moderate. I think that it will. Mm-hmm. Um, you have people who are very far, you know, very far right. And I think that it's going to belong to somebody who does have some good ideas. Um, you know, I'm not a Republican. No, I've never been one. But um, a moderate has the ability to draw a lot of people, even from the Democratic side, who are somewhat enchanted by what Obama has done or whatever, towards that direction. They have... Um that most primary seasons go that way. You have mm-hmm. the radicals come out, and then the candidate that's able to move closer to the middle, right? Soon enough, usually gets the gets the nomination. But right. the problem with the GOP right now is <clears throat> too much of what is driving Republican politics, and I'm talking about from a policy standpoint, what mm-hmm. they want to do right. is so unpopular on its own, right? If you don't ask people who are blindly faithful to the Republican Party, everything's a no coming from the rest of the people in the country. Right. So, I mean, basically all of the bullet points. Ted Cruz still thinks that he can repeal Obamacare. And he says that because it's kind of a banner to rally support. Right. But it's a simple civics lesson. Like, hey, you can't. It's it's literally impossible at this point to repeal because it. of the Supreme Court's involvement. Right. You now. Yeah. You can work to defund specific arms of the law. Right. OK. But you have to get support to do that. Right. But you can't repeal it. It's law. Right. You, can, you, you have to pass a law over top of it. Right. You, you can't repeal it. It doesn't work that way. And that's like I was saying outside. That's part of the thing that bothers me so much because there's so much performance quality to his rants. Ted Cruz, you know, staring wistfully into the camera. Right. You're in a debate, bro. There's a few hundred people in the audience. You got 10 other people on the stage. Talk to somebody. Right. Be in the moment. Uh, 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 Marco Rubio, the same thing. You know, I th- one of these days I was the dog. We're not there yet. Right, That's we're not, we're not spe- at that level of comfort. Yeah, stump speech stuff. You can kind of go off and do your do your 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 monologue, mm. but during a debate, man, you got to go out there and swing them hands. Yeah, you do. I think Cruz and Rubio were like wilting flowers. I thought Kasich was like he had like the old drunk wisdom. <laughs> I felt like Rand- Trump like 
introduced hey. on Rand Paul from the game. Yo, look at it. And and Rand Paul has been, you know, he he has a following. He has people who feels that he has some very strong ideas, but. Rand Some Paul, of them are relatively radical. Rand Paul is all over the place at this point. Rand Paul acknowledges a lot of things that are wrong with the country, and it means something for his brand to acknowledge him. Mm-hmm. But politically, he he can't do anything about them from where he's at. Mm-hmm. He can't do anything about them as a member of the GOP, and he definitely can't do anything about them as a, a standing libertarian. It's the same thing with Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, while he says a lot of cool things, 99% of that shit ain't gonna happen. Because he, it's almost like, I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. People agree, but as a matter of policy, it's almost impossible for you to get those things done because of the structures that already exist. Right. And that's why I said before, I think that Bernie Sanders... I'm kind of offended by it personally because I think Bernie Sanders is savvy enough as a politician to know that none of that stuff is going to happen. Now, Bernie Bernie is an economist, isn't he? I don't know what he is by trade, but I know that I don't know what he is by trade. I think he is. And I could see him. I could see him supporting an administration in that way, mm-hmm. but I don't see him getting a nominee. Not, not see him all. being an openly and you know a, a socialist, you know, a socialist. And yeah. Just, okay, that's fine. And the rhetoric is is populist in mm-hmm. this climate. It is. Yeah. Um. But hey, like the one guy, the one guy who ran for president the last time, and he didn't get any support at all. But his whole banner was "Let's get the money out of politics." It doesn't work that way. You yeah. can't just go out there and say it and then get support and say, "Yeah." We're just not going to. No, it doesn't work that way. Like the system is built this way until you're actively going about dismantling specific parts of the system policy wise. You see what I'm saying? That's just all hyperbole. And that's the offensive part about the entire GOP debate. Donald Trump, most of its performance quality. But there are things that I think Donald Trump thinks that he can just go do. And I don't know why he thinks that. So and we're united in the fact that we don't think he'll be the nominee. No, I think I, it's no, fun. I, People no. are having a lot of fun right now. I think they're going to give the nomination to either Scott Walker or Jeb Bush. Okay, and I think they're going to give it to because there's a very a growing and a and a healthy uh, anti-union sentiment in this country, mm-hmm. and with Walker able to sustain those recalls in Wisconsin, in Wisconsin, in yeah. Wisconsin, the I mean. Though, th- that video footage of what Wisconsin was was gripping. Yeah. And for him to stave off recall in that environment, that sent shockwaves, I think, yeah. through the through the conservative side of, uh, of the country. Um, another thing that's going on in this election cycle that is different than what it was last time, talk radio is not driving the bus this time yet. No, they, it will. Because, they di- because the people in talk radio don't like these guys. They don't like them. They don't support any of them. Like, this is our guy. Yeah. They don't like those guys. They don't have any allies because the base has been ginned up to such a fury. Mm-hmm. None of what they want, they're going to get. Right. And they know it. So they feel like they're all traitors. So right now, it's a lot of chicanery, a lot of, I wouldn't even call it mudslinging. Not yet. I wouldn't even call it mudslinging by Trump. I think it's just charismatic bravado he calling people ugly bro yeah he is 
He is. He talked about my man wife, and he was like, "You're gonna apologize." Like, he no, was like, "I'm not apologizing." I'm not apologizing for shit. <laughs> nothing. Like my, he said, "What my ass then?" Basically, <laughs> basically. I bet. I tell you what. Okay, I tell you what. You gonna make me apologize to her? No, you're not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he called Fiorina. He, he called like, her ugly, bro. Like he said, her. Yeah. You know, I think she's a. You know, then he had to come back there and get that fake. I think she's a beautiful woman with a beautiful face. Like yeah. it's so. It's a cartoon, it and is. all the people that showed up to that debate, all the people that go to these events, all the people that are clicking their names in these online surveys, over the phone surveys, these mm-hmm. polls. All of y'all ought to be ashamed of yourself. Because what it says is you are so desperate. Right. For you're telling the rest of the world that you don't have anybody to run. What did you think about uh Carson? What do you think about his chances? I don't think he has a shot. I don't think he has a shot. I think people like Ben Carson, but I think people like him too. But Ben Carson He's out of his league here. Yeah. He's out of his league, and Ben Carson. Ben Carson is he suffers from some of the same thing that a lot of black conservatives suffer from, is that there's a intentional rewriting of history, and an intentional mischaracterization of the reality for black people in this country. Right. So Ben Carson is a typical black conservative who said, "Hey, look at me. See, hey, I can tell my story. This could be your story too, mm-hmm. Ben." It doesn't work that way, and you should know that these right. are these are the nuts and bolts of the way the country works, and the fact that you have completely deluded yourself to the fact you don't understand day to day interactions right. between power structure and oppressed people in your own country. And, and what I see it. is, in order for him simply to compete, he has to erase the memory of so many different things. He said we were we were happier under slavery. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, he just. Just in order to get some inkling of support <laughs> like, from you trolling, bro? the the Republican base, <laughs> like what? Like you, you. Where you do you think you're serious. going with that? Yeah, where, it's, where you? It's okay, ridiculous. okay. Let's follow that line of logic out. Let's say people support what you're saying. Right. Where are you going with that? <laughs> it it was better under slavery. We had we were happy with what we had. But he has to do that, Ben. Like he has to do that. I, it's ridiculous. I I've, I've, I, it's beyond me. I thought I never thought we would get a candidate more insane than Michelle Bachman. I yeah. never thought we'd see anybody more insane than Michelle Bachman. But we got Donald Trump. Yeah, you know, we got Donald Trump. We got Ricky Santorum. He and, crazy and, too. And I thought, I thought for some reason, some realm of insanity I was in, I thought that there would be some effort during this debate to because. Donald Trump is very calculated Mm -hmm. and he has resources. He's a person that understands the importance of using your resources. So I thought that he would step into this situation with some semblance of discussion about how he was going to do some things policy wise, even though it's we we know that it's completely impossible to deport. Right, but he would you know give some. DJ, okay, I've been talking a lot of trash. Me- what is this it? Is, Eleven million Mexicans? Something. He's he's he said. All right, I've been talking a lot of trash. This is how I'm actually going. Yeah, to do you it. know what I'm saying. He that's what know. I. That's what I thought. He but doesn't it was, know. And and he was getting slammed. Yeah. They was they was all over him. He because he, he doesn't know, dude. He he doesn't know that kind of stuff. So Donald Trump in his world, he could just go make stuff happen. Windsor is right across the river. Yeah, and Donald Trump. Uh, if, if, if some. Something strange happens 
and Donald Trump names get called get his name gets called in November of 2016. I think well, I that we will probably be, just go ahead and get the get the truck loaded. We'll go up. over to Windsor. Yeah, forget it. We'll just go ahead and, and, and switch Bobby the Jindal stood in front oh, of a group of people and said that we don't discriminate in America. He said that. And it's like like as a as Jack uh, Jake Tapper. Uh-huh. You got to turn the mics off. Just get up. Just, just start unplugging. You know uh, we're out. No, 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 no. Everybody shut up. Cut the mics off. Cut the lights out. We're out of here. Right. Because this is not happening. Mm-hmm. We're not continuing the broadcast. That thing was three hours long, by the way. Yeah, it was. I mean, I guess they had because of so many people, but you got a man the, it, saying that we don't discriminate in this country. I, you know, a country that cannot exist. Without, without discrimination. Right. You just said that. And people just said, I mean, they just went along with it. When you can't even challenge basic principles like that, we're not even talking about public policy at that point. We're just talking about straight up racial discrimination is a reality. Right. Right. He just said, we don't do that here. It's ridiculous. I, I, okay. I mean, so, so you're not running seriously then, right. Bobby. I think Hillary is going to come out of the Democrats, even with the low level strikes against her for different things. I don't the Republicans. Uh, Scott Walker is a good choice. I no, mean, a, not. a good uh, not a good choice, but a good it's a safe choice, a good guess. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we'll just continue to observe Je- that. Jeb, I, I just, Jeb Bush for a couple like a two, three year span was a very popular man. He was. And I think people need to pay attention to that. If he has any shot at regaining some of that leverage, he could probably win the nomination. He will not win the presidency. But mm-hmm. Jeb Bush was a very popular man. Same thing, like, again, we talk about before W became president, they loved him in Texas. Mm-hmm. He was a very popular guy in Texas. Yeah. Nationally, he exposed himself as a, as you know, as what he is. Mm-hmm. But Jeb Bush, at those times, people in Florida actually dug him. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I don't know what same thing with uh, Chris Christie. They elected him multiple times. Same thing with Chris Christie. Like there was a couple of elections like black folks went to the polls and voted for this man in Jersey. I I mean, the, the numbers are there. Yeah. What is that about? He was running on that at the very beginning. He was like, look, look at my numbers. He said people all over the state love me. I was able to unite New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I got percentages in black and Latino communities in my state. They voted for me. I know how to do this. He was running on that. And then it all blew up in his face, obviously. But I, I just don't. I, so that, we should be worried about situations like that. Right. Nobody really came across to me as, you know, even when um, Obama ran against McCain, although I didn't obviously agree with what McCain was doing. I could see there being some level of leadership quality within yeah. him. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see that in any of these candidates. It's like exactly. if if it's like a subdivision, uh, uh, like a subdivision club, like a block club. Yeah. Which one of them would you want running your block club? <laughs> Zero. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like exactly. John McCain at first until, you know. Throughout the uh, Obama presidency, he's kind of disrespected himself. But leading up to that and before that, he was still relatively an honorable man. Mm-hmm. I disagreed with some of his policy, but that's all right. Mm-hmm. 
but I, he was still somebody that I had some degree of respect for. Yeah, right. It's not that anymore. He's, nah. he's a disgusting individual at this point. But the problem that he fell into is the same thing that's going to happen in this election is that he basically chose not to run seriously by allowing them to let Sarah Palin onto the ticket. So you're, that's you telling the American public that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Who I who runs with, with with me? That's basically what you're it saying. It was such a move of desperation. It, you, know, you can go get uh. this idiot who is universally understood by thinking people to be completely clueless, dim bulb. Right? Yeah. Everybody knows that she's stupid. Right. Right. Except for people who just again have a blind faith and don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. But that's a, a diminishing portion of the population. Right. Okay. Again, talk radio was driving a lot of that. And I keep trying to tell people the way people uh, um, absorb information, TV versus radio versus print, that radio is something special. Okay, it's been driving uh, you know, electoral politics in this country for the last 25 years. People have to pay attention to that. The, the way people hear things on the radio is different. Than when they see it on TV, mm-hmm. and so they will go and vote what they hear, what they hear. and they have and, and he attack to that. People take radio very personally, and so if you somebody comes out and say, "Well, everything you hear on the radio is trash," they take that personally. They don't question the person telling them. Mm-hmm. They take it as a personal attack, and so when they told when people came out and said, "Well, you know, Sarah Palin's not that bright," you don't want her to be bright. See, she's so smart. That you can't even understand. You, you're just upset that she has a chance and you don't. Like you know, they it, childish stuff like that. You know, that's what was going on during. I mean, and so you have these people on the stage during the GOP debate. You have a guy like Donald Trump who's like Sarah Palin on roids, but with money. Like he's got his own support system. He doesn't need to go out and ask for people to come help him. Yeah, which, which is another which is discussion in of, of his own, you know. <laughs> you know, which you know, that's crazy. Who knows, man? I, I just it's gonna be interesting. Understand. I don't even know how he's gotten this far. I'll be honest, but <coughs> I do because he's controversial. He's controversial, and at this point, that controversy is what's gonna garner you a, you the attention. It was shocking for me to hear to, when I first heard that he was leading the polls. I'm like, what in the hell is wrong with people, man? This is what I want to have a conversation with. The people that got mad, they said that. Well, oh, your only- boy, you know what? Your boy support Donald Trump. Brady. Oh, Brady. I don't believe that. I think that they know each other. Like, they probably make money together. And I think that that's they a might. joke. I don't, I, don't, I don't believe that. Who, but I wouldn't doubt at it. the same time, like, you have, okay, you, you, have, you have a group of people who are just going to do something just to get the party started anyway. And then mm-hmm. they'll get serious later. But what happens when that thing takes on another life of its own, which mm. is what is probably happening with this Donald Trump situation? Like, it may, I mean, the election is going to be here like that. Yeah. And y'all need to start making choices. Yeah. Super you know, Tuesday. Y'all need to start making a choice. And, okay, voter turnout yeah. is going to be so funny. Yeah. It's going to be caucuses. funny. You think it's. It's September now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the caucuses and things will be happening early next year. Mm-hmm. You know, March will be huge. Yeah, if you don't have your mind made up by about February, rolling into March, yeah, I'm t- 
telling you and get and I'm I'm, I'm going to be really, really. This is what I'm f- afraid of. We're not going to vote. Mm-mm. We're not voting. Nope. <laughs> We're not going to vote. Nope. So because it, we would look at it as a no win situation. I don't see black people necessarily getting behind Hillary. I don't see it either. And that's part of the problem, but also part of a problem that's being brought to them. You know what I'm saying? It's something Mm -hmm. they just have to deal with. But they're forcing a situation where, okay, listen, guys, if we don't at least participate, we could be so worse off than if we did. Right. I'm not saying that if we do, it's going to be the land of milk and honey. Thank God. Thank God. We, you know. We're not getting that Obama moment again. Yeah, right. But listen, man, y'all got to realize <laughs> you keep if you mess up. Right. It is not very possible. But there's a distinct possibility that Donald Trump could end up as the president of the United States legitimately. I'm leaving. It could happen. I'm leaving. I'm okay. Packing up. I'm it packing could up and we, we gonna, happen. We moving to Windsor. We out. I'm not standing around for this shit. Could like I I couldn't imagine him even having the stately manner to be able to deal with political leaders Zero. around the world. They won't want to fuck with Zero. Him. Excuse me. They won't want to yeah. deal with him. We're you know all the things, man. I mean, it should be so easy, right, to just move him out the way. But it's like, are y'all scared of this dude? Yeah. You know, there comes a time where you let to look a grown man in his eye and say, hey, hey, you, shut up. It's almost like, does he win by losing? Like, if even if he loses, you know what I'm saying, he will have proven his point. Yeah. And it's like when Pac said he'll spark the brain for the person that changes the world. He might spark the brain for the asshole that ends up being in the presidency that has no idea. Not to say nobody <coughs> is. Somebody has n- not had known what he was doing. Right. But if he doesn't win, he may end up having more power. Somebody say, like, wait a minute. So if he was able to get that far and he's publicly clueless. Uh, uh, yeah. If I could play the role long enough. Right. They don't even gotta know if I don't know. Like it's, Herman Herman Cain, Herman Cain is a perfect example of all this. Herman Cain had no idea what he was doing. <laughs> he had no idea what he was doing. No. <laughs> Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Where is he? Doesn't matter. Exactly. I wouldn't mind having Herman Cain. I wouldn't mind have, having him there instead of Cruz. He had he had no idea what was going on from right. day to day. Right. And but they were holding rallies for this fool. Right. You know, like they had an organization called Honkies for Herman. I mean, that's the kind of silliness that this country gets itself involved in with stuff like this. It's like it's like it's like NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, everything's the county fair. Like it's it's the I, county I think fair. It's there's such a, a lack of respect for the role mm-hmm. at this point, or the what the role really should mean. Yeah. For the world, that is, it's like NASCAR. It's like, yeah, it's it's been perverted so. Dale Earnhardt Jr. So far, and then I don't care if he loses or wins. People in this country, he's want my what, guy. They want what they want. Yeah, they do. 
So they yeah, want they, do. they don't want to go through the process to get what they want. Right. They want what they want. And so if they can't get it, well, I'll burn it down then. So we're gonna continue to watch that. Let's switch gears. Yeah, we should. So since the last time we came, since the last time we uh we did a show, a lot of new music came out. We just wanna kinda slide through some of it, talk about some of it briefly. Let's start with um the Scarface album. Okay. Deeply rooted. Yes. Um very bluesy. Mm-hmm. Um, very trying, trying to recapture some some Scarface yeah. moments, but at the same time, very adult. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Very forty year old. Yep. My kids are like maybe about to go to college. Only um, these guys are gonna be loving these songs. I may or may not have a medical condition. You can play them at family reunions. Yeah, you know, well, the language is still kind of still that that know, th- that beat that rhythm. Yeah. They're gonna love that. Mike Dean did a lot of work on the album. And it's, it's, it's quite obvious. We I will credit the album with one thing, though. Um, the worst Nas verse ever. Really? Ever. I've never heard anything worse than this come out of Nas. He mailed verse. it in. I, I have to be honest it's with you. It's worse than about it. He mailed it in. He, he It's worse than mailing it in. He put the ball into his own basket. Like, it, this is... This <laughs> was absolutely atrocious. You should go back and listen to it and try to write it out. Right? Okay, everybody, go and listen to I forget the name of the song. It's got Nas, got Rick Ross. Listen to Nas's verse. I think he goes last. It is disgusting. Oh, terrible. It's disgusting. I've heard some rumors. I've heard people discussing a possible Grammy nomination for Scarface. Whatever that means. Whatever Grammy nom means. But the album is musically... It has a, a certain level of complexity to it. Mm-hmm. It kind of saunters in between modern music as well as what we have grown to expect from Scarface. Yep. You know, and for me, you know, it wasn't, it was an example of, he didn't dumb down anything, but he made it very simple. And what I, what I what I didn't like about the album was kind of predictable. And I don't think he, like, he, has, he hasn't grown anything. Like, his, his musical approach it's just very what it is. Like, it seems like it's stuck. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he tried anything different. I don't think he tried. He definitely didn't try any different subject matter. But yeah. this OG role that he's been playing for the last 20 years yeah. is just kind of what it is. And I and I think it works for him, and that's fine. But, okay, we're 30, you know, I'm, I'm 35 years old, but I'm still, like, trying to find new things to enjoy. Mm-hmm. I was stuck for some years and only listening to east coast you know my past yeah but i'm i'm trying to grow and i'm enjoying yeah. it yeah so if i can do it you yeah. know what i'm saying other folks can do it too and a guy like scarface is in a unique position of like hey i know that i'm known for this style of music but y'all should check this out this scarface is a perfect guy to be trying to put on new artists mm-hmm. to try to give you a different flavor to right. this and that but it's still representing that same uh the same topic matter that same you know yeah it, that grown man flow, you know. Yeah, he could probably do that, but he just, he just went ahead and made fifteen tracks of just straight up Scarface music. You know, I liked it. I I thought it was cool. I thought <clears throat> there wasn't there wasn't a lot that just instantly stuck out to me. But but it he he definitely says some deep things on the album. Yes, he did. There's a lot of deep messages. There's a lot of you know as uh, he's talked about the fact this is his last album Mm -hmm. and there's a lot that stuck out to me as saying like okay if he goes to the grave 
this is the final statement that Scarface made about this and made about that. I saw that and I heard that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I thought that the album would be more of an event that it that it was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's a quality album. It's a quality release. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it wasn't the landmark that I would have hoped that it would have been. I'm concerned about, like, can he do shows off of this album? Like... Mm. Can you can you even have Scarface on a Legends tour? You could. I mean, he got enough hits. But he, I mean, if but he hits, if he could do two, three, four, five off this, that's what I'm you saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all he needs to do. Because no matter where he goes, does Scarface want have him to do... concert hits? No, I don't think Scarface is that type of rapper. That's though. what I'm saying. So I'm what I'm concerned is I want him to win. Like I want him to get mm-hmm. you know get paid off. This is this last album. I want Scarface to be able to show up in other places. Like you know what I got? What I got out the game? Right. I don't know if he better do that off this album. Wow. You yeah, know you got a good point. That's a difficult. I mean, think about that. Yeah. Let's talk about uh Travis Scott real quick. Rodeo producer worked on Yeezus. Mm-hmm. 808s and heartbreaks supposedly there's a story about him potentially being like an industry plant type yeah. i mean everybody's an industry plant to a degree but he kind of just showed up and was popular all of a sudden socialite right and when you listen to the album i did hear a lot of yeezus in it mm-hmm. a lot of yeezus and so the discussion is was his involvement beyond what we may have originally first thought it was like was was Yeezus like basically a Travis Scott album in so many words that just that Kanye just basically took over, you know? And I don't know whether or not that's true, but Kanye's never been scared to give people shot. It's not. That's true. But it's not. I didn't. So if it was a Travis Scott album. Yeah. I didn't enjoy it. This. And I'm not. I'm not people. I'm not trying to come across like. a snob like I'm just no, disenchanted with everything that's the way I feel about it I, I, just, like, I didn't just, like the album I didn't I, have a lot of fun with it I listened to the whole thing I did not enjoy it I did understand what the lane was mm-hmm. Um. so okay fine I. you know what I do not have a connection to is some something that like Wiz Khalifa was trying to bring to us um, when uh, Cushion uh, Cushion Orange, Orange Juice. Juice this whole LA scene where there's a lot of multiracial, same thing like Chris Brown was almost bringing, the pack was kind of bringing out mm-hmm. this whole LA multi So you get a lot of like young black, funky looking guys and like hip hop white girls. Yeah. And like that's, there's like a, I think some of the lingo, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm missing it because I know nothing about that scene mm-hmm. because this album sounded like an album that some teenage white girls would love. Yeah. I mean, this dude shows is packed, you know. Packed. So th- that's what it sounds like to me. Like, and I, and I don't have a problem. It's with not it. for. It's definitely that's your not, for me. not for me. You know, definitely not for me. Um, production wise, I mean, it had his. It. it I like the song he got with uh, Quavo. <laughs> hey, you know that's sleep, my guy. We don't sleep on amigos. No, we don't. No, we don't. Not at all. You not will, anymore. Not you anymore. You respect I did. amigos. I did. And they got a mixtape out too. I haven't heard it. Black, I haven't listened to it. Black yet. royalty fan. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the J Rock album nine zero zero five nine. Production wise, more the same. What we expect from TDE. Yep. Uh, was, a, a little bit of lo fi, 
mixed in with a little bit of trap you know finding that balance between sampling and live live you know um the thing okay so again i love hip-hop but these were all three re- three releases that <clears throat> for me were missing an essential piece so j-rock is pro- okay. j-rock and schoolboy are more of the gangster type rappers from TD, from Black Hippie or whatever. But what I found I didn't really agree with, I didn't really like a lot of the ways that J-Rock attempted to do to do different things with his vocal production, like his vocal inflections and stuff like that. It kind of, you know, one song, he Gumbo, I think, he sounded like Freeway, you know. And I just, that kind of bothered me. The Old Dirty Bastard track? Overall, it was cool. You know what I'm saying? I put him in the same lane as like a YG type. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which, you know, has his place. And, you know, I'm impartial to the West Coast to a degree mm-hmm. just because I love so much West Coast music over, you know, the last 20, 30 years. But um, did I actually just say that? 30 yeah, years? Did, but this is true. Um, you, you know you know what I heard at times? Okay. With the vo- vocal inflections and the rhyme patterns. You know what I heard for a little bit? I heard Little Brother. So if you if you think about the way that they play, like the expression that they use for different phrases, and it's not just showing up to execute the words, mm-hmm. they're performing the emotions inside the lyrics. Okay, little brother does a lot of that, and there are songs on this album to like they. He sounds like a guy who's not the guy you want to get into a blaze session with. Like, cause yeah. he, he could say, he's so, clever. He could say the same thing you saying, but make it sound 30 yeah. times funnier. He's clever. You know, and, and I, I enjoyed that. The song he did where it's, it's got like the, the old dirty bastard hooks on it. That's dope to me. And I, and I think, like you said, cause it was outside of his normal. I didn't feel that. He was showing, like he said, I can do this too. I don't right. have a problem with MCs do that in a, you know, unless they're doing it in a certain way. I don't think he was doing it to say like, Hey, let me do a Wu Tang song. Right. I think he was I saying. Hope not. I think he. I think he got the beat, and he's like, you know what? Let me try this. And I think it came off well. And I, and I, I can, I can agree with you, and I can give you credit. I do think that he, he tried to set himself apart by doing that kind yeah. of thing. I also like Vice City. Yeah, you know, I like, I like the flow on that. The, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of. How can I say it? It's kind of infectious. But you see the, those changing the the verb. What are you saying? Well, I'm gonna buy a new coat. I'm probably, you know. I hate myself. Like, you, yeah, know, like, you know what that, I'm saying? That kind of playful nature <laughs> yeah. to the music. That's cool. That's little brother. Like, little brother does stuff like that. That was cool. I like Outcast that. Outcast does stuff like that. I like that, that a lot. That playful nature to not just delivering the words. They're I like not that dope a lot. on their own. Like, the you got to perform. The only thing this album did for me, really, you know, and it was cool, you know, from, from start to jump. It, it had, I mean, from start to finish, it had its moments. Um, the only thing it did for me was really, really want a Black Hippie album. Yeah, you know, because yeah. we don't have like we don't have that. We don't have group albums. Like we don't have albums with yeah. three or four different perspectives about the same situations, or three or four different people's input about a story or anything like that. Well, that's and that, I really missed that. Well, it the J Rock didn't sell first week. I'm just saying, like, uh, no, a group album. Like he had two features by Kendrick and only did seven. They're in a moment I now. I think they could do it. Yeah. They about they just about ready to chokehold the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to Pepper Butterfly, Compton, 
this this kind of in the middle. You had Schoolboy with the wraparound for 2014. If they do it, you got your boy Knowledge. Anderson Pack is on his way up. If they are able to, this is the new West Coast Sound album. Whole thing. Oh my God, it'd be you, crazy. That would be insane. It'd be crazy. So see, so there there's a there's a moment here. Yeah. I, and I kind of see it coming like and I feel like J-Rock fit like he kind of sat in his seat on the bus on this album look man you know what I'm saying look the West could it's a lot of good music coming yeah. off of the West right now a yeah. lot like yeah more frequently than the South coming out right now that's not different. That's not different from. Yes, it is. That's not different. Yes, it is. And, and that's look, not different in the last ten years. I think maybe the last been, ten years. There's been a continuous feed. It's right. almost like a headline news feed of music from the south. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Constantly. There was, but there was a moment there where the entire. Nah, it ain't. It ain't the last ten years. It's, there was a moment there where, if it wasn't Jeezy, Rick Ross, or Ti, <laughs> fuck it. I mean, excuse south. my language, but but I'm I'm just saying that they're in a unique moment right here where mm-hmm. they are very visible. I think yeah, I I can agree with that. Right. So the only thing stopping them is the future hive. Like if there's if they can come out and push that down because you know New York ain't gonna do nothing about it. No. They're not gonna do anything about it. No. So if they can move that down just a couple notches, they could actually be controlling the radio. It, they but they got to they got to make the songs to do it. They got to make the songs. Got to make the songs to but do it. But as far as the culture goes, I, I would agree. I would. I would. I mean, you can't discount Atlanta whatsoever. I'm not but trying to discount them, but this is a unique as, moment, man. As far as the avant garde, I think that the West Coast is and has been doing it. When you go back, you can even go back to Isaiah Rashad's album. Yeah, there's there's always. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That, that, some that would great be great music on the West Coast. If they were to ever come together and do a series of, you know, if they're albums, if they're able to capitalize on the beat scene, for example, Knowledge, yeah, Thundercat, if they're able to kind of join forces with them for like a, you know, a Secret Wars kind of thing, a, a, a down south <laughs> hustlers. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It'd be nuts, 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 nuts. I think that um, <laughs> that would be like perfect right now, you, you know, know, because other than them, that sound is what I'm feeling right now. Yeah, that sound is what I'm feeling right I now. I said that the last podcast. Yeah, I think that whole sound is. I'm, I agree. That's what I listen to. And I that's was why piecing I'm not, it together. Right. I didn't know that they were all working together. T.I. dropped a new EP. I heard it one time. I'm not listening to it. Because I'm not. Li- I'm, that's what I'm listening yeah. to. I'm listening to West Coast beat scene kind of music. You uh, know what I'm saying? My whole my whole routine right now is Ghost, J-Rock, Dirty Sprite 2, and Ego Death. That's like all I'm listening to right now. And I did like, revisit And then like Death. Jasmine Sullivan records. Oh, you it came It came through the... Through the Spotify one day and I just stuck on it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. Uh, Ego Death, I did go back to it. Are you which going? Is cool. Are you going? No, I have homecoming that night. <sighs> Shouts out to where I work. I ain't gonna say it. I'll be there. But uh, I did revisit the Ego Death. That's cool. Um, I still can't do Dirty Sprite like you. I mean, <laughs> I do. Okay, so we. Okay, people. So we had a conversation. <laughs> uh, like. 
he has been trans. He's been kind of brainwashed. <sighs> Why do you have into future connotation, man? Um, which you know it it has its merits. I admit it has its merits. I had a difficult time listening to an entire project mm-hmm. by him. You know what I'm saying? It's very good in spurts. It's definitely very good in spurts. Yeah, and it's also. Very good when you have the ability to really zone in. If you just catch it in, like by if you listen to four or five or six or seven or eight of them in a row, yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of it's kind of tough. I think what happened was I got irritated listening or watching people talk so much about this thing, and I was like, "What are they talking about? Like this sounds like sucked in normal stuff." You were sucked in, so I'm like, "Okay." Let me actually yeah. give it my attention. Yeah. And when I did, I was like, hey, this is not. It's not too bad. What they said. Then I started listening a little more. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. This actually. Something's <laughs> happening. This is pretty fun. Something is happening. And so me. this is why I, I tell people all the time, music for different purposes. Mm-hmm. I'm not listening to Dirty Sprite 2 the same way I'm listening to Compton, the same way I'm listening to. A Thundercat record. I'm not listening to it for the same things. Right. I'm enjoying different parts of this music landscape right. for different parts of me. So on my way to work, I don't need to hear Ego Death. I'm not, I might not make it. You no. know what I'm saying? I need to hear I Serve the Bass. I Serve the Bass. I Serve okay. the Bass. Or, that's, what, that's what it is. And I enjoy that. It's, a, yeah. it's an adrenaline rush. And like I was talking to you earlier... He sounds like people that I know. He says things that people I know say. People that you see like walking down Grand River listening to like, music playing and they rapping. <laughs> Not those guys. Family members of mine. Like people that I know talk like that. They say those those things. And it's like, oh, I haven't heard anybody say that since the last time I talked to Cuz. And here it is on Wax. And it sounds pretty dope. Those okay. phrases... The, the the slang, the, the the southern drawl, the way he puts words together, some of the mumbling even. Yeah. It's uniquely Atlanta. And a lot of my family's from down there. And that's the way them cats sound. So I like it. Uh Foreign Exchange has a new album out. You know what? I did listen to it and you can I tell you how I listened to it? No. We had like a we had like a dinner. Okay. Like a, a dinner. like a like a dinner what? before the game. Oh, like a tailgate? Kind of like a tailgate But it was like There were some kids there There were some adults there It's a banquet And it was safe It's a banquet Yeah It's not a dinner It's like a (laughs) Did you have on slacks? I was Yeah I was Yeah It's a banquet Yeah (laughs) Were they serving you the food? Okay so foreign exchange Okay so (laughs) shout out to Uh you know the people around me that that love foreign exchange. They have a great live show too, by the way. But this one was like the first foreign exchange was we're rapping. <laughs> we're rapping. The beats are smooth. It has singing on it, but we're rapping. The next one was we're not rapping as much. We're rapping on a couple joints, but the beats are hard enough. And they beat hard right. enough where I can still, you know, kind of right. feel something. And then the next one kind of went further away. And this one was just totally Gone. just, <laughs> we are in Stockholm. 
<gasps> We're in Stockholm, Sweden. Wow. And it's 11.30 at night. We're just doing and world music. People are drinking beer. That's the color of that speaker. Yeah. And Wow. And I'm not mad. I think, and I say this all the time, and I'm probably crazy, but I think Fonte is like one of the most gifted black artists Mm -hmm. in the last 12 years. You talked about that last time. He went from being a rapper. Yeah. Like, and he was singing on the listening. Don't get it twisted. But he is a fantastic rapper to having, to making almost a complete transition into like, Almost like world music, you know. But at why the same though? Time, when he was a, because you know why? I think he just has all those things inside of him. Yeah. So it's and a, he just makes the music an opportunity to get it out. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I love Fonte. Fonte. I, I if I, I feel like I know Fonte. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time, this yeah, this one was. It wasn't right, and I'm not mad at that. No. But just don't pick it up if you expecting. Yeah, you know. So they were playing what? this at the banquet. I was playing it. Uh, it was like, oh, we need some music or whatever. De- we just made there was okay. some food. So let's. People were kind of coming in, passing in and out. Let's and I slow just, down. I just so played foreign exchange. You did foreign exchange. Yeah. For background music. Yes. At a pre-football game banquet. Yes. For an inner city high school. Yes, but here's the thing: the majority of people who were there were adults, board members, okay, so uh, on okay. and so forth. I'm like, so no, you wouldn't play for exchange at the at the pep rally. No, what do you That's, what do you what do you play at the pep rally? Well, Future. I have a funny story to tell you. I have a funny story to tell you. So today there was a parade in the city. So of course, Mr. Wallace, That's we're right. gonna have a float. Uh, we need some music. So what I did was I said, okay, I always consider my audience, you know, we're going to be riding through the city. You know, there's a lot of older people. We're trying to uphold an older tradition because the parade has been going on for a long time, but it has to still be fun. Absolutely. There's adults that's involved. There's some kids that's involved. So I made like, I, I and they asked for a CD. So I made an 80 minute CD. Wow. And I had like. September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. There you go. I was gonna say Frankie Wanna Beverly. Want to be Mays. starting something by Thrill by Michael very, Jackson? Very nice. Uh, Jock Jams, twenty fifteen. I did do. I did put Peter Piper on it. Okay. I think the instrumental. Uh, a couple of other things or whatever. The float starts going, and instantly another adult comes to me and says, "You have to play the Nene." And I said, don't do that to me. No, please. Now, the adult that told me is a person that is kind of in charge of things. Okay. So, I I unplugged. And now, mind you, I was told that we had to do a CD. Yeah. So, I did the CD. And I thought that the CD was going to go into something on the float and and just just play and just shuffle, keep it moving, whatever. I was cool with that. But instead, they had a discman, mm. a discman that was plugged into like a headphone jack and all that. So it's the headphone jack came out of the discman and it got plugged into a phone and the Nene played four times. You sold out, man. And Sorry. I did. Hey. I played it. I played the Nene four times. 
I played the Cha Cha Slide. Oh. I played the 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 Cupid Shuffle. I play and then I put back on the CD and I walked away. I walked out into the the sidewalk where they were throwing candy and <laughs> I just, threw my hands up it just, and I was done. <laughs> Shouts out to the place where I work. I love you very much. You know that. But and the that person very, who told me that, he that knows that pain- I care a great deal about him as well. That was a very painful situation for it you. It was painful. The name and then the kids, but but here's the problem. Here's the problem. You have a float. You have the football team, the cheerleaders in front of me, in front of the float. It's very all-American. Behind us, you have the junior cheerleaders, which are like third and fourth graders. Because we we deep like that. Yeah. The Nene comes on and people absolutely lose their mind. Like, as soon as he comes on, like, solid toes, said his name and all. I don't know any of the words to the Nene. I know it now. And it's not actual words. It's more like it's more like it's more like inaudible grunts. It's more like it's more like random commands being given. Break your legs. Break your legs. Stop. I don't. I mean, it's just it's it's random commands. And I still I will go to the grave believing that if a person is able to unlock. The reptilian part of the brain <laughs> by teaching something, by putting it in those form of commands, they will it. write their own ticket. You got it. Oh my do god! Do the Superman. Do this. Do that. Do this. Do that. You know what? I wish I could have been there just to see your face at the moment that you put that headphone jack into your phone. So okay. So let me tell you that. So I'm walking behind the float. Because I am the, as the float is moving, the float is moving, you know, the float, and I'm using the mic like it's the float. Okay. The float is moving, and I'm pushing the screen on the iPod to see how long the song is going to go. Just. Because I have to run it to the beginning. To run it back. Because if I let it play and then start over, what happens on YouTube? Oh, a commercial. A commercial. And if there's a commercial, that's a bad look. Why didn't you just bite the bullet and just Spotify the song. Spotify was clowning. Oh, Spotify okay. was clowning. Okay, because I was looking for clean instrument, like yeah. clean. At first, it was like, well, let's do some clean rap. I'm like, it ain't clean, bro. You don't want to do that. The clean version of Future. I serve the bass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We go play that going down the block. <laughs> no, so that was my L that I took. And it was unfortunate. Hey man, I you did know, my best. Selling out is really kind of like it's a natural progression after a certain age. We sell out every day. We sell out every day. Might as well be on the winning team. Ain't that, <laughs> ain't that from They Live? <laughs> right. It was a skit on a Paris album. That's how I listen to too much. Yo, 90s but I would have loved to see your face when the guy said, "Oh, we got to play the Nene." He's like, "Break your legs." <sighs> Break your legs. That's bad. Well, do the stanky leg. I'm going on a cruise soon. I'm gonna make you a CD. No, and it's gonna have the Nene no. on it. Well, what happens on the cruise? Okay, and and if any of you folks have ever been on one of these cruise lines, I, I encourage everybody to go because it's a good time. But what happens is there's the club. Do 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 And what they're gonna do is they're gonna play semi-Negrodian 
songs. It's usually in a mix. It's not even Negro electronica. And then there will be like semi Negroidian. And so if you happen to be one of uh, people that is of a Negroidian persuasion, uh-huh. the entire room will look <laughs> to you for guidance as to what we should be doing in this moment. There's an expectation. My dad's gonna be get my, my dad's gonna get pissed at this. My father is the international uh, Cupid Shuffle champion. Is he? He leads it all on the cruises. They love when my pop shows up because he does the Cupid Shuffle all, all night long. Now I refuse to do this. I refuse to do this. I, I will I, not I've carry never. on his legacy. Can I can I make a statement? I've never, I've never done the Cha Cha Slide. Or the Cupid Shuffle. I used to be a hustling. Fool. I would electric. I stopped electric I sliding. Listen, I stopped electric sliding in probably about ninety eight. No, I can hustle, fam. Like actually, I can hustle. But I mean, probably. But no, his, I, But that's the thing. I can do. The, I will do the Cupid Shuffle. Oh, it can be done in like a cabaret here in Flint where I'm just with my people. It could be. But done. But I will not do it as an instructor, like or like like it's a. A, a National Geographic situation. It can See? be done. I I know the steps. I know the direction. I told you. I know the movement. Look at how they move. But I just I, I, I can't, just can't do it. It is not within me I'm, to do the Cuban I may shuffle. or may not have done some Michael Jackson stuff on my first group because I was. You just did some Michael Jackson be, stuff. That I don't want to go into it. It was a, it was a, it was a bad me. night. I need you. To I'm not me. I'm not going to. So. Doing the Nene is out of the question. I can't. But I got a feeling I may hear that song on this cruise. That's how big. That song is huge, bro. I have whipped a Nene in the privacy of my home. That just to see if I count. could do it. That doesn't count. That doesn't just count. to see if I could do it. The The whipping is not a problem. The Nene. We dance in our family. So, like, my brother's no. professionally trained. So, there's always. The, I have three teenage daughters. And they think. Like whenever it comes on, like they really run in the game, and every now and then I have to whip out <laughs> the skills. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know. We keep up with this stuff. Me and my brother do. I I'm keep actually, up. Hey, I'm listen. legit out here. Praise God. I keep up. <laughs> I keep up, but I don't participate. I keep up because I play it for you, for you to have a good time. You know what I'm saying? But I won't. I'm sitting at don't. home on like a Saturday night, you know, so we all, it's always music playing in the house and whether they playing on the radio or whatever. And mm-hmm. then, you know, these new things come out and they, they were like, you know, dad, you don't know nothing about this. But what they don't know is that me and my brother already been talking. So like, I'm already on that. And they well, don't right. know. Oh, that's good. <laughs> did you, did you do the lip, lip, look at the flick of the wrist? Yep. You did that too? The Millie Rock. Okay. See, I know, I know all these. Okay. But see, that I've been putting them on. Like, y'all, y'all know how to really rock? No. So see, y'all got to catch up, man. We always got like a dance, though. I got to stay up. Think, Just think. Just think. You remember like the Pac-Man? The, pff, the Bankhead Bounce? The school craft? All of that. Oh, wow. The school craft. There's was always been a dance. The washboard. Yeah. And fellas, look, man. Don't let these super tough punks try to tell you like, you know, Dancing it, it, it make you look nah. crazy, dog. Nah. If you feel if you like to dance, go dance. Yeah, man. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. Don't, don't listen let, to me. Don't let them sissies tell you that you're like, man, man. Look, if you like to dance, dance. It ain't nothing wrong with it. And if you can't dance, <laughs> get out dance. there and move. Yeah, 
Because if you can't dance, that's still a sign of your confidence. And that's exactly what it's all about. I don't care about what nobody said. Especially if you courting and you don't have and you need you need to show okay. some panache. We gotta use newer terms. You panache? Can't courting. Courting. Stop. How, uh, Stop. You're a gentleman caller. Jene Sequa. If you <laughs> if you have Jene Sequa. So yes. As always, and we didn't do this at the beginning. Follow us at PAR Podcast. Oh, yes. Yeah. We, we uh, Email us at pickandrollpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Visit us at pickandrollpodcast.com for an archive of our old shows. Hit us up with your family, Sirostras. How are you guys doing? It's only, we're coming into week two, so you should be looking for your drop ads. You should be done by now, um, just in case something comes across the wire like Matt Stafford did today for my league. But how are you guys doing? What's Lunacy. Your, what's your outlook on the season? Jesus Christ. A lot of Ooh. key injuries already I, early. A lot of backups getting shine early. How, you know, what, are you fo- what did you hey, focus on this year? Did can you focus I say on your receiving thing, core? Running backs are back. Can I say one thing? Don't panic. Yes. Please don't panic. Unless, you're, unless you needed like a couple of bunnies. If it's not injury. <laughs> if it's not injury based. Yeah. Don't panic. Nothing is set in stone as of yet. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? If 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 you know a guy is going to end up getting target, and I'm talking PPR, because targets and PPR is huge, even though it's, it's huge in regular fantasy too. But if a guy didn't really get a lot of targets, give him give him give him a couple. You might have to sit him down, but give him a couple. You know what I'm saying? Don't panic. Just just don't start trading and all that stuff crazy unless. You know something that the, that the person who you trading with don't. I'm gonna do a hangouts here pretty soon for just. I want to. You know what I talk about? We don't have time tonight. Mm. I want to talk about FanDuel DraftKings. <gasps> you know what? I meant to talk about that. Yeah, we gonna have to get together. We gonna have to talk about that. Let's. I talk, talk about let's this. Let's do that. Cause That's I got. Cool. I think I got a different take than you doing this. Okay. So with that, I am Rob Wallace and I'm Quentin Barrett and this is the Pick and Roll 